Hi, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Victory Road, where you get to see the greatest of celebrities and real people right here telling their victory stories. And I always like to open up with Isaiah 35, verse 8 through 10. It talks about a highway of holiness, that only the pure and the holy and the righteous are able to walk on this. And when you're in the middle of your Victory Road, when you're walking on this holy path, great things happen miracles happen, surprises and blessings happen. So let's just take a look, come on in and listen to our fabulous, wonderful guest in their next victory story. You're gonna be blessed. Victory Road! Everybody has a story to tell, to tell. how you got to heaven when you came from Welcome to another fabulous episode of Victory Road, where you always see the greatest celebrities and real people giving us their victory stories. And today I'm so excited because one of my best friends in the world, she's known me since 1982 when I first came to LA. And um, she was my mentor as far as bodybuilding and training me, getting me fit. Um, a fabulous actress. She is a well-known stunt woman. She is also a singer musician. And um, my goodness, now she's writing and producing her own films. And plus, hello, she's got her doctor's degree in health and nutrition. She's a martial artist. I mean, the list is like forever. And she's won more titles than anyone I know, actually. There are too many to even list. You're just gonna have to Google her name. But please help me welcome my dear friend, who I feel is a sister, Miss Spice Williams Crosby. Spice, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you for coming. That's a, a pretty, mouthful. A whoa, pretty whoa. exciting <laughs> introduction. I'm gonna, gonna have to step up to Ooh, it now. Oh my goodness, you're just like wearing so many. I thought I wore a lot of hats. I think she's got me beat. She's wearing a few more. I know. But anyway, because I, I know you, you were born, so she's an original cookie. You were born here in California, right? I rode my horse to kindergarten. Rode your horse to right kindergarten. Right in North Hollywood, we had <laughs> a ranch. to say that? Yeah, I know, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was the good old days. You when were. the whole valley was orange groves and dirt roads, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And how many siblings do you have? I have a twin sister. I know. And I have an older sister. And my brother, who I had, died a couple years ago. Mm. So well, there were four. And then, of course, there was, after my dad died, we had a step family. So there were three mores. Three more. Right, so we right. had seven in a house, and that was like World War III. Um, so you first started, what, at a very young age working as a nurse? You got a degree working well, in nursing? When you're born a twin, you're born with, uh, you come right out with pigtails and tap shoes. <laughs> and you're into, you know, Hollywood land. But my mom said you can't make any business, you no know, money, no nothing in showbiz. So you better get uh, a degree or something. So. I went into medicine and I was a treatment nurse, went into UCLA Medical Center. I was a medical transcriber, but I never gave up my performing, singing and dancing and piano. I played concert piano. And I got a call one day at UCLA saying, hey, would you like to go on the road with this group? And I just got my number one parking place. <laughs> I was making wow. a pretty good living at that time. 
And I looked at my supervisor and I said, they want my twin sister and I to go on the road and sing. And she looked at me and she said, you know, you can always come back, but you can't always go out. Mm. She said, go. So it was sugar and spice. How yes. cool is that? So sugar we created our own rock and roll group. We were like Earth, Wind and Fire, way ahead of our time in the 70s. And we toured for 10 years. And uh, then I left the road after 1978, 1979, because the road life is very dangerous and very, I had already come from a very difficult childhood, yes. drugs, alcohol, overdosing three times, and I said, I gotta save my life, and there was a burning desire to act. I mean, when you're getting ready yeah. to go out and see the audience and you hold the brush up and you start, <laughs> you know, talking like it's a microphone yeah. and you want to be on your own. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is a calling. So I eventually kind of separated from the group and I came home to, um, uh, I was signed with the 20th Century Records at Weren't the time. Weren't you uh, uh, in Vegas? Weren't you guys performing Oh, we always, Vegas? all of the Nevada circuit, all oh around goodness. the country, up in Canada, everywhere. Sugar and Spice. Sugar and Spice, yeah. But we, uh, when I came home, I didn't make enough money as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. So I got a job in a gym to, to learn how to teach people how to work out. And um, that subsidized me so I could also take acting lessons, which was really the burning desire. So, um, and that she is quite the actress. So, so wow. I, I, I studied the acting and then the, um, but the, you know, God directs you. Right, right. In 19, September 19th, 1977, when I hit my knees and I said, all right, God, help me turn my life around and I swear I'll be an image that changes the world. I knew that I was on a new journey, a new pathway. Yes. And, and it's funny because you don't know what road you're taking. If you stop and question it, sometimes you miss the cutoff. Yeah. You know, so I didn't question anything. All of a sudden I found myself in a gym teaching people how to work out, little did I know that that would become a huge portion of my life. Yes, and, uh, when and she I, trained me, by the way. That's how we met. She trained me and got my body ready to do all the muscle and fitness magazines, all these muscle magazines. Cover, you were on the cover. Yeah, that's a magazine covers. Cover yeah. of muscle fitness. This one got me in shape. So. She started it. But I made enough money to take acting lessons, and I was with great guys like Jeff yeah. Corey, Al Ruscio, Sally Kirkland, Dick York, mm -hmm. Charles Nelson Riley. I yep. mean, I, it became a, that was my desire, and I got my first real acting job on Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. And I was playing a nurse again. Oh my goodness. I know, to Brenda Benet. So that was like, so apropos that yeah, you a lot of my... just happened to be studying acting. Yeah, and I know. It's a nurse that, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so when did you start doing the stunts? stunts? Well, what happened was I start from acting and doing little jobs here and there. I, um, I, I heard about a movie called All the, Rest, All the Marbles, and it was about wrestlers. So mm -hmm. I'm the type, my Aunt Dodo, may she rest in peace, she was a great singer and sang with Jimmy Durante and, and Count Basie and Red Skelton and oh my God, she was great. She was like my mentor. And she said, boy, if you wanna play an acting part, if they want you to sing Whistle Dixie on your head, you ask them what key. <laughs> so uh, I heard about this wrestling movie and uh, I don't know how to wrestle, but I went out and found Mildred Burke, the world famous wrestler, female wrestler, and she trained me and I auditioned, but I didn't get the part 
but I stayed wrestling because I could make extra money wrestling. I didn't want to wait on tables. So uh, there was a role on Fall Guy, and they were looking for some wrestlers. So they came out and interviewed me. I got a guest starring role in Rico's Rockets on Fall Guy as a wrestler, and the stunt coordinator there outside of Mickey Gilbert was Judo Jean LaBelle. And uh, after we did all the rehearsals and everything, he said, you know, you'd, you'd make a good stunt girl. I said, I'm an actress. <laughs> he goes, well, while you're starving to death being an actress, you want to make some money being a stunt person. And I said, okay, what do I have to do? He goes, you got to keep your mouth shut <laughs> and listen to me, which was a stunt. And, uh, but anyway, he mentored me, and Judo Jean LaBelle is one of the greatest. Uh, he held a Judo championship with Japan for five years. Great wrestling, great stuntman, great motorcyclist, great everything, and the strongest man in the world. Um, he so taught he me everything. So he first taught you the stunts? Stunts, so judo, he was the stunt coordinator. he was the stunt coordinator and the fight coordinator, and he took me under his wing, and he taught me and introduced me to the stunt world, which is a, a world. And then one day I got a call, and he goes, what are you doing here? You don't talk like this. What are you doing? And I said, well, I'm doing some laundry. He goes, not anymore. Come over to CBS. And he said, you're going to meet Ernie Orsatti. And I'm like, who's that? And he goes, ah. You should know who he is. So I walked in. I, I was introduced to a lovely, lovely, handsome man. And he looked at me, and he goes, turn around. He goes, oh, OK. And I walk out. <laughs> so I walked out, and he goes, you got to wait. There's others going in. And then they all left, and they kept me. And he goes, OK, you're going to be working on Devlin Connection. I go, what, what just happened? And he said, you're going to be working with Rock Hudson and Jack Scalia, and you're going to be the judo instructress on this episode. How cool is that? And wow. So you got to do the acting as well, well as Well, I was stunts. just doing judo. Here's how God works. I was just a judo instructor, and I was just flipping these guys over and picking them up and doing all this stuff. And I saw Rock Hudson over there with Jack Scalia gabbing, and they were laughing. And then they came up and they said, hey, Spice. Do you know how to act? I said, well, actually, I am an actress. And they go, great, look, give her some lines. We want to pull her into this scene. And Ernie Orsatti pulled me aside, and he goes, here's another contract. I go, what's that for? And he goes, well, now you're doing stunts, and now you're doing acting. Woohoo! Yes. So I went, cha-ching, I like this. God this is, is great. Fun. Hold and that right there. We're going we're gonna to take a break. Okay. I want to show you, just give you a little peek at some of the acting. Let's just take a look at her acting scene. Don't go away. You're going to love this. Mama's going to die today. And all you can do is put her down for falling in love with a man who's bigger than life. A rugged cowboy that made her feel that at least there was one guy in this stinking world who had integrity. All Hollywood smoke and mirrors. All you think about are your big money deals, and your friggin' golf clubs. The EMT call, complaints from the students, their parents, half my staff. It's a mess. OK, look, I am not going to expel you. You know you're a very lucky lady, Colette, because I know it was you who cracked that chair over Gloria's back. You better be a good little girl outside, or you're going to be right back here serving out your time and more. I'm ready to go. What'd you do? You're coming Where? with me. No. You're going to Molly's no, mother's house. And you're going to explain to her Kilson exactly what she needs to hear. What exactly happened? I can't, I can't do that. No, she needs to know what happened. You see what I'm talking about? This girl, she's amazing. She is such an incredible actress. 
And in a few moments, you're gonna take a peek at some of her stunts and you'll see why she scares me and a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> she can pick up a grown man and hold him up. Over. I've seen her do that at Paramount Studios. She can kick some tush. So how now, my darling, did your acting start intertwining with your stunts? How, so you're acting, you're doing stunts. I, I was bodybuilding also, and they were looking for women that could be tough and strong and, and could walk and talk. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. kind of hard yeah. for them at the time. So I was starting to get all these roles that also involved, oh, can you fight in a barroom brawl? Can you ride a motorcycle? Can you do stair falls and act and say the words? So I started getting all these calls. I became an action actress. Yes. I was in the stunt world and the acting world. And from there, it took me into my famous role, Vixis on Star Trek V. So my body became a signature for me, but I could walk and talk, and a lot of bodybuilders yeah. at the time could not because they weren't skilled. So it, it, it set me ahead. That's a nice way to put it. I was trying to be skilled. politically correct. She's but <laughs> but um, I uh, then out of stunts, I became, uh, as a martial artist, I learned all the different fighting skills. I thought, I don't like motorcycles. They're scary. I don't want to do them anymore. I don't like high falls. They make me nervous. You should never do anything that makes you nervous. Right. So I said, uh, I, I had a big conversation with God, and I said, look, what is my longevity? I love fighting, hitting the ground. You're not going to die hitting the ground. Right, right. Um, you're not going to go paralyzed or anything like that, like motorcycles and things. So I got all my skills as a fighter, everything. I'm, I have three black belts. I'm a third degree in Arjukempo. I'm a first degree in Kali, Sticks and Knives, Eskrima. Yeah. I also am a certified in um, three countries, Israel, Puerto Rico, and, and Guatemala. Krav Magra, right? Krav and also Kapop. It's face-to-face -face, yeah. uh, combat, guns, knives, sticks. And be able to, I can coordinate a fight scene of a, uh, a person being raped or attacked, stabbed, or military. Or and that reminds me not to interrupt, <coughs> but I've actually seen her back in the day doubling for men. So she didn't just do stunts for women. She was doubling for some of the male stars uh, in full camouflage and, and yeah. doing uh, war in, scenes. In Mexico. As a guy. I mean, they had her, you know, her hair all hidden and her face, her gorgeous face, and she was just like... I mean, this, I told you she scares me, and, and, but she's amazing. She's so, she's so scary, great, and talented, not just because I love you and know you, but it's the truth. If you see, I mean, like I said, these are all the titles that she's won, way too many to even to talk about, but wow. the whole thing is, I'm just so impressed that you can do all of that. Act, stunts, because not every stunt person can do martial arts. No, right? what I love, what I so love you, about martial arts also is that you learn respect, yeah. integrity. Yeah. When you can go anywhere in the world and be a star and be the president yeah. or CEO of a company, but when they, they go, oh, wow. But when they go, she's a black belt, they go, wow. Because what that means is discipline. Yeah. It means integrity. It means respect. It means that that person stuck it out to, to continue yes. that education. It means you're super skilled. It means skilled. that there's something more inside of you. You know, yeah. when you bow onto yeah. the mat and you bow out, yeah. you take all of that with you. We don't go out looking for a fight. We go out right. trying to keep the peace. Right. But if necessary, like my TV show is all about, I fight for my life, you better be aware, better prevent, better be prepared with your skills, but you better know how to fight for your life. I want to take another short break because I do want you to see what we're talking about with all these incredible skills, these martial arts and all the stunts. Can we take a quick peek at your stunt reel? Let's do that. Sure. Let's take a peek real quick and uh, we'll be right back. She's amazing. Hold it right there. <laughs> 
what I'm talking about? All these stunts, martial arts, she does it all. I Fight For My Life is an organization that you started. Yes, I fightformylife.com. Uh, it's amazing what you're doing to help empower women. We go around the world women. teaching women street smart survival skills. But now, I want to get to your victory story because that's amazing how God brought you back from death's door. And, and also, I want you to also talk a little bit about your last project. Yes. Uh, we've got a few minutes to cover it. You want to talk about? Absolutely. I was, um, like I said, I was born a twin. I got a wonderful family there. I was born on a ranch. Uh -huh. But um, my father was the first to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was kidnapped. My twin sister and I locked in a house, molested for six hours, molested three more times. I went through, because there was no supervision in the house at the time. And at the time when you get bad things happened in the 50s and 60s, you were shut up about it, don't talk about it, no help. So I found my route, which was drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And um, I hit, I was in a car uh, when I was 18 years old and we got into a car accident. I was thrown out 37 yards, landed on my head. It's probably why I lived. <laughs> it's pretty hard. <laughs> but okay. after they scraped me out of the streets and put me into the ER, I was on the table and I felt this heavy weight on my chest and I pulled out, saw my body, started easing into a gray mass of air, seeing silhouettes of children, women, animals, and I went into this massive light and I, the spirit spoke to me and said, you're not gonna die. You have something important to do and uh, when you go back into your body, you're gonna be in a lot of pain and you're gonna figure a way out of this, this whole conversation. You know, there's no mouth moving, mm -hmm. it's all spiritual yeah. talk. And um, I was very uh, compliant. I said, okay. okay. I wasn't like, oh, no. I just went, okay, and I slammed back into my body. From that point, I was in a coma for six days, woke up and uh, took three weeks to learn how to walk again and two years to rehab. What I had to go through to learn how to protect myself, right. I felt was so crucial for me to learn how to teach women how to protect themselves. I fight so for my it, life. So it starts from a very long, many, many years ago, but through all the training and everything, it kind of manifested into I fight for my life. Yeah. So now, fast forward, because we've only got about two minutes left. Um, your last project, well, how about Duke? Uh, Duke is your first one well, that you and, wrote and, and produced? I'm a, I was very, very healthy, strong, running five miles every yep. other day and lifting and benching and my yep. martial arts. And then, bam, in 2014, I got hit with cellulitis, shingles, kidney infection all at once. I was in bed for nine months, couldn't walk. I was screaming for God to take my life. I know. And he wouldn't. <laughs> and uh, then I finally, and I'd watch my John Wayne movies and my cowboys. My cowboys make me very happy. Gunsmoke. It's just, you know who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. So then you were inspired to write this movie, produce this movie. Out and, of that, because now when I finally could won walk. awards. Yeah. Now. So, so that Duke, and you can find it um, actually on YouTube and stuff like that, but Duke won us a lot of awards and it came out of that. And what I did was, I, it dawned on me my new passion in life is I want to produce faith-based films. Yay. We like that. So like that. Uh, call me a late bloomer. Yay. But I... This uh, is why God made you come back. He wasn't ready for you to go up because everybody needs what you're doing right now. Do you oh, know that? There's so many little things. It's yeah. like, well, was it for this? Because I teach a lot of people who have been... You're wearing so, so many hats that yeah. God still... I apparently, and I'm not going to take story credit, I talked to my husband, Gregory Crosby, who wrote and produced Hacksaw Ridge. Ben Crosby's grandson. Right. But um, 
I said, I, I dream movie. these stories and, I dr and then I write them down and then my husband does the screenplay. But um, I said, I don't want to take story credit. Just put mm -hmm. story credit by God. Mm -hmm. Because that's where these are coming from. And this yeah. one came from a woman who is, knows she's going to die. She has glioblastoma. She's got brain cancer. She's going to die. She knows it. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't want to die in a hospital. She doesn't want to die in a hospice or a room. She wants to go and sit at a park under a rainbow, seeing God in the flowers, butterflies, yes. everything, which represents, and the animals, which represents God. Closer she is to God is how she wants to slip into the heavens. I love and that. And her daughter thinks she's insane, wants to institutionalize her. And then over here is a young boy that gets caught for breaking and entering and gets community service at the park. And he runs into Lucy and Benjamin and Lucy become friends. But we can't tell them the ending yet. We have to, well, we all we can tell them alert. is that Lucy teaches Benjamin a way out of his nightmare is to learn how to talk to the animals and learn about God through nature. Well, then my fourth one is with you, Miss Lee Benton. We're Terry, gonna have fun. Terry Moore We're gonna and me, rip it up. And we're three con artists. And we go into a church. That'll be fun. And we tell them we got a big charity and we're going to get their congregation to give us all this money and we're going to head out to the Bahamas. But then we fall in love fun. with everybody and we start listening to their words of God. And God convicts us, and, right? And then we go, oh, we feel so bad. Now we got to make up a real charity and, and get that money to help the church. And do you want to deliver anything maybe to the women out there who want to join so for I me, Fight For My Life? I want to express my feelings of conviction because I learned that there's promises and wishes but when you really hit your knees and make a true act of conviction to God there's no turning back and I understand that we all want to get better but sometimes you got to make that act of conviction yes. and follow through um, when I pray to my God Jesus I have a I got a word I go Jesus God in heaven that's it for me. It's always Jesus, God, in heaven. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I'm not a fancy prayer, but for me, it's every day. Uh, when they say, when do you pray? I don't know, every day. It's Jesus, God, in heaven. What should I have for breakfast? Jesus, God, in heaven. I am so connected to this powerful God energy that sometimes my husband will ask me something. I'd be like, wait a minute, I'm in the middle of a conversation with Jesus, God, in heaven. And I go out and run five miles. I learned something that Desmond Doss told my husband when they were getting permission to do his life. Is for Hawks, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. How mm -hmm. did you not get hit by any bullets for 10 hours with no gun? And he said, son, if you connect with God every day, in times of great trouble, miracles will happen. And that hit me wow. so hard. You can call me a late bloomer because I always knew God and Jesus, the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit existed but I never had this one-on-one -on -one that I have now. And it's like my best friend, and Jesus God in heaven comes with me in the car, in the shower, in the workplace. I love it. It's every place, and I have this, and that's why these faith-based movies are so important to me. Yes. But I want everybody to know that your own personal relationship with God, Jesus, like my son, he, we make up prayers. Yes. And it's his own personal prayer. And I said, you know, you don't have to mimic anything. You find your own personal relationship with God because in times of great trouble, miracles will happen. 
Amen. And I, that's a great segue to say thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you across the world. Support everything that my sister here, Spice Williams Crosby, does <laughs> and contribute to all of her causes. Go online and use these numbers that you see. Contact her. Get involved. Donate money. If you don't know how to produce faith-based, support somebody that does. We just thank you for joining us, and we'd like to take you out with our fabulous Victory Road Band. Take a listen to Phil Jones, Cheryl Jones, and Anthony Salerno. Let the pain and the sorrow be washed away. And we always like to bring every episode to a close with our fabulous Victory Road RSVP prayer. And God told me a while back that if you want to be guaranteed a seat in heaven, like any event here on earth, you have to RSVP to any place special. Even every wedding, you know, uh, special restaurants, banquets, dinners, you have to RSVP or your name's not written on the guest list and there's no reserved seat and you just don't get in. So if you're not sure that your name is in God's big book in heaven, just say a prayer with me. Let's call God and RSVP your invite to heaven right now. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you a sinner and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins as I forgive all those who sin against me. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God who died for me and arose for me so that I can spend eternity with you. Please put my name in your book and reserve me a seat as I follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you pray that prayer for the first time, we'd sure love to hear from you. You'll see the info on the screen, leebenton.org. Contact us, let us know what you think of the show. And we really, really appreciate your support. Any donations at all that you can send, you see the information on the screen to help us keep this wonderful show on the air and spreading the good news and victory stories across the world. Thank you and God bless you.